Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. For those of you that are students, you need to also not only express your opinion, your views, but you need to listen to your parents because they have a great deal of wisdom. I know you don't think so now. By the time of 25, you'll see how quick they've learned. But listen to them. You see, respect your children. Get to know them. How is that going to happen? You have to listen to them. That means you have to take time to listen to them. Value them. God put them in your life as a gift. Today's teaching with Pastor Mark is one that will touch every one of us. It's one that we probably won't want to hear. James will tell us to be quick to listen, slow to speak. We will be told to be good listeners, be slow talkers. Count to ten before we speak, and that will slow you down on the way to anger. Ouch! That hits us right where we live. If only it was that easy. Well, just do it. Open up your heart and let the Holy Spirit speak to you, and don't talk. What kind of impact would this make on our everyday life if we would all just follow this principle? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 19, with part one of his message entitled, Listen More, Speak Less. You've all been in this situation. You and your wife are going to go out to dinner. Or a whole group of you got together like after a service or you're going to go together as a group. Or three or four couples are going to get together and go as a group. And the first question you ask is this, where do you want to go? How many opinions come from there? 1,217 opinions come from there. Why is that? Because we like to speak way more than we like to Exactly. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. James is going to give us some amazing practical information. We begin James chapter 1, verse 19. James writes it like this. My dear brothers. Now, what does that mean? James is writing, remember, to new Jewish converts, Christians. They're scattered all over the world. They really don't know how to handle most of the issues of life. They don't get it. They don't have a Bible. They're new. So James writes them, my dear brothers, my dear sisters. Notice what he says this. Take note of this. Now, when he says take notes of this, he simply means this. Listen up. When I'm teaching, you'll, I'll probably do it in the service. We'll see. I'll say this. Now look at me. Stop and look at me. How many remember I say that? If you watch Charles Stanley, he's always saying something too. He grabs your attention. Why am I saying look at me? Well, because I want you. No, I want you to look at me. I'm trying to get your what? Attention. To, To listen. To listen up. So James says to these people, of course he's writing it. Listen up. Come on. Take note of this. Well, what does he say? Let's read on. 
everyone, not some people, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. James says, this is for you, believers. Well, since all the Bible is written to us, this is for us. So would you just turn to your neighbor here in Melbourne and Vieira and Sebastian, those guys that are watching online, you can talk to the dog if nobody's with you, that's fine. And you just say to your neighbor this morning, listen up. Go ahead, turn your neighbor right now and tell him that. Good. Listen up. Put the texting out of your mind. Listen up. Now, I want to have you read something together. Here's what James says, and we're going to read it starting with what James says. Here it is. Out loud, all of our campuses, be quick to speak and slow to listen. Well, that's what we do. Oh, that isn't what James is trying to change, right? So that's a good job. That, that's 100% opposite, isn't it? Exactly the opposite. Let's look again and, and see what he says. My dear brothers... Now, in verse 19, there's three commands, not suggestions, three commands. My dear brothers, take note of this. Watch the commands. Number one, be quick to listen. Now, this is for everyone, not three of you. Be quick to listen. Next command, slow to speak. Third command, slow to become angry. Now, those three commands fit into two application points. We're going to cover both of them today. So I want you to write these down because you'll see where we're going. These three commands apply in my personal relationships with other people. We'll see that in a moment. Kids, family, marriage, work, church, friends. But these three commands also apply in my relationship with God. We'll cover the personal relationships first. And then we'll get into the part where we talk about our relationship with God. So first thing you want to write down, because this is really going to apply to all of us today, is this. This is what James says. Listen more and speak less. Just write that down. Listen more and speak less. Now, I want you in a moment to just look at your neighbor. Go ahead and just look at him for a moment. Just look at your neighbor. Okay, now look back at me. Here's what I want you to look at them and say. I notice you have two ears and one mouth. Go, go ahead. Just. Exactly. That's revolutionary, isn't it? Wow. So you think God had any idea how this is supposed to work? Yeah, two ears, one mouth. Okay. Now, as you... Say, well, why is it so difficult? Here, listening is more difficult when we're prideful. You've heard, you've said this about people. They think they know everything. The reason we talk more than listen is because we're prideful. We simply have the answers. People are getting ready to talk to us. We interrupt them in the middle. We don't even let them finish. Here's what I want to tell you. You've been there, done that. We've been guilty ourselves. Listening is more difficult because we're selfish. When the people decide where to go to eat, for sure I'm going to make my opinion known. I want to go here. I don't care where you want to go. I'm going here. 
You see, I want my way. Listening is more difficult when we're angry. Because when I'm angry, I'm not open at all to any kind of hearing. I'm not listening. I don't care about you. I'm angry. So here's what I want you to write. This is the key for all of us today. Listening plus being teachable equals learning. Listening plus being teachable equals learning. Now, when that happens, that's where God's trying to take us in all our relationships with people and with God. I know you've heard this statement. I've used it numbers of times. I never learned anything while I was speaking. You have to think about that for a moment. What does it mean? I never learned anything while I was speaking. Because everything I speak, I know. I'm supposed to listen because there's lots of things I don't know. Now, when we talk too too much, we, we communicate to others that we think our ideas are much more important than theirs. But James says we need to listen more and speak less. So there's a change in philosophy. Write this down this morning. Listen more means to be others-centered. It's not selfish. The reason I talk more than listen is because I'm selfish. But James says, no, no, no. Respect is huge. How many remember the song? R-E-S-P-C-C, R-E-S-P. Come on, how many remember that song? It's a great song. It's a fantastic song. Well, respect has great importance in everyday life. Every single person that's listening to me, watching me, we want to be respected. We want to be heard. When we take time to be quiet and actually look people in the eyes as they're talking, we're saying to them, I value you. I value your point of view. Now, the Bible speaks a lot about our words and our being quiet. Proverbs 17, 28 says it like this. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. Let's not even go there. Okay. My wife and I, when we were coming back from Panama, I was talking to her because I was studying on the plane, and I was thinking about this. It's interesting that when we text or when we email, we are forced to listen to others. You can't interrupt them because they're not in front of you. You have to read the text. You have to read the email and then respond. So think about that. It's kind of a neat thing. It's a neat thing. At least we get to read what they say. Now, I know some of you, when you see who it's from, you just delete the email. I know how that works. Or you see the first words in the text, you're already texting back. You haven't even finished the text. No, value them. Value, you're not in front of them. So that's a really good thing that happens to us. Now, I'm going to give you this morning about five areas. You don't need to write them down, but I want you just to think where you're at and how these apply to you. Because the Word of God is given to us to change. So let's begin with the first one. I need to listen more and speak less with our children. We know from many studies that parents spend very little time with their children. And if often the time they spend is do this, got your homework done, have you cleaned your room, go over here, do that. What are you watching? What are you looking on on your iPad? But see... If you and I take the time to respect our children and even our teenagers and give them a chance to express their ideas, listen to what they are saying, you will understand your children 
and your teenagers more. You see, we have to listen. What are they saying? Pastor Mark, they're your kids. Yeah, they're your kids. What are they thinking? What are they getting in school? What are their kids saying? See, that's an amazing role. The, the more we listen to our children, the more we understand them. And then we can encourage them or maybe correct them. Now, that works both ways. For those of you that are students, you need to also not only express your opinion, your views, but you need to listen to your parents because they have a great deal of wisdom. I know you don't think so now. By the time of 25, you'll see how quick they've learned. But listen to them. You see, respect your children. Get to know them. How is that going to happen? You have to listen to them. That means you have to take time to listen to them. Value them. God put them in your life as a gift. Students, teenagers, same thing. Difficult sometimes. But if we kind of know what they're thinking, we can either kind of help to direct them a different direction or encouraging them. Bring value. Respect your children. Students, respect your parents. Next, listen more and speak less with our spouses. When you got married, God took two and made one. He did that because you were incomplete as a spouse. So that means I'm going to have to listen to my spouse to make sure that I get her input and her ideas. We're a team. We're doing this together. Now, if I have that personality that I'm always talking and she just travels along or vice versa in your marriage... You're not accomplishing what God wants. We're two become one. We always marry somebody that's very different than us. Why does he do that? Because he has a great sense of humor. (laughs) And he does that so that we can learn to what? Balance. So I have to, this is speaking to me, I have to be, respect my wife. I have to respect her opinions. She hears mine plenty of times. I don't know, in your marriage, there'll be one of you that are a little out of balance. You need to respect your spouse and listen to their opinions. It's valuable because we're a team. We're working together. Next, listen more and speak less with our friends. You need friends. Thank you for being in the community groups and in our study groups. You guys are awesome. I was sitting listening to one of those churches somewhere in, in, I think it was in Africa, in their church in Africa. Now, you know, we have probably maybe 200, 250 small groups. I'm very proud of that. I was listening to this guy speak. They have 4,000 small groups. Okay. <laughs> well, we're not that big, but I mean, is that amazing or what? Well, here we are right here. We're doing fantastic. But I need people. If I need to be around people, then I need to value what they're going to say to me. Iron sharpens iron. I need to be open to hearing them. It's not a one-way street. I need to value their wisdom. You've been in a, in a, in a small group, and the facilitator is trying to get everybody to speak. But quite often, there's one person that speaks all the time. He said, Pastor Mark, that's me, because I have all the answers. This sermon is for you. (laughs) And sometimes, I I mean, I used to lead small groups many, 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 many years ago. Sometimes I had to take the person aside, not in the group, after after a group, and say to them, "Uh, you can't do that. 
Well, I, yeah, I can because I'm bringing value. No, you're dissing all the other people. They need to be able to speak. And I've even been in a place where I had to ask the person to leave because they would not stop. See, that's nothing but stinking pride. I need you, and you need me. And that's the way we work. Now, the last one's going to be strange to you. Listen more and speak less at work. I sound like a manager, don't I? Get to work. Just listen more. Don't quit speaking. Well, many, many years ago, it's probably 40 years ago now, I can't remember, I I was director of pharmacy, and somehow, one of those God things, I got invited to the Wharton School of Business in Philadelphia. I mean, renowned around the world. And I had a two-week crash course in management with like 30 or 40 other people from around the nation. It was fantastic. And one of the things they taught us to do was brainstorm. Now, what brainstorming is simply this. No one has all the answers. So here's how brainstorming worked. They would give us a problem, and then they would say that maybe there's 10 or 12 or 15 people in this big circle. They would say, here's the blackboard, and I want you to tell me what you think a solution is to it. So we had to think again. And so here were the rules. You could not say anything until it was your turn. So one and person would write it up on the board. And as they're writing what they think the solution is, you know, privately we're thinking, who's that idiot? That's ridiculous. Now, I couldn't say it. So I just had to think it. But that was a waste of time because my turn's next. So they would write all these things. Then they go around once and sometimes twice and sometimes three times. So you had this board full of amazing ideas. Some of them way out of bounds, but it teaches you to kind of think outside the box. And pretty soon, here's how the process worked. They get up there, and we'd have group discussion then, and you'd wipe them away and wipe them away and wipe them away and wipe them away and wipe them away. And you come with two or three, and at the end, you decided which one of those three was the best. See, that's why God has you at a place of work, to brainstorm. We do that in our management here. Get all the ideas. We have another step. There's somebody that knows more than that. It's called God. And we say, God, which of these seems to be the right way? So understand this this morning. I want you to take your finger. Everybody take a finger. Everybody take a finger. Okay, all the campuses, take a finger. And do what the picture says. Watch. There we go. Now, here, here. Everybody. I see you turning to your neighbor. This is not for your neighbor. It's for me. Shut up, Mark. You got it? So we're going to do this a few times now. So you don't go, shh, I want to talk. No, shh, I need to listen. So that's huge. As we go through this process, you're going to see that we can put it into practice. Now, what is James talking about? He's talking about listening more and speaking less. Not only with people. But now we transition to God. So write this down, all of our campuses. Listen more means to be God-centered. With people, if I'm going to listen more, it means I value you. I respect your value, your rights, your words, what you're thinking. Enough to be quiet and at least listen to those words. With God, it's the same thing. We're to listen to God and speak less. Because when God is going to speak to us, and he normally speaks to us through the word of God, we're to give attention. We're to listen up. Now, turn in your Bibles. Keep your finger. We'll be right back there. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 10. Now, Jesus would speak 
some incredible principles to us. And that comes from a personal relationship. At the baptism yesterday, there were a lot of neat things that came out in the baptism. One of the things I really loved as I watched those people being baptized, two or three of them said this, I really didn't know much about Christianity, but I walked into the building. There was something different. The presence of God was there. Isn't it amazing to come to a campus here in Melbourne or Sebastian or Vera and the presence of God is here? Now, why is it? Well, we work really hard to get the presence here. No. Where two or three are gathered together, here he is. So what are we trying to do with worship? Respect him. Listen to him. So watch what Jesus says in verse 27. It's huge. My sheep, what's the next word? They listen to my voice. And how do we hear his voice mostly? Not only the inner promptings of the word, but of the Holy Spirit, but the written word of God. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. It's a personal relationship. And they follow me. Now, look at me. The purpose of listening with God is to obey You don't have to debate with God. Well, I don't think that's right, God. We'll talk about that later. No, no, no. The purpose of God is to listen and obey. That will be next week. We'll talk to you about how that goes. We'll go to Matthew chapter 7. Amazing application of listening and obeying. See, if we listen, don't obey. It's useless. What a waste of time. So listen and obey. That. So what do we see in that verse? We see in that verse that God still speaks today. Now, we all have been... You can't help it. This disappearance of a plane is just amazing to us. And as we watch this, I mean, the poor relatives, up, down, up, down, up, just horrible. So I was reading this. I even saw something this morning. Maybe, maybe, you know, everything's speculation. They say that the latest ping could have been when the plane was already landed somewhere. It was on the ground. Whoa, that changes it. How do you fly? What? Here's what he says. Theories and conspiracy theories continue to rage on about what really happened with the planet people. This is the leadership in Malaysia. Here's their last statement. There has been intense speculation. So many theories. So many ways that this thing could go. I want to tell you this morning, you don't live by speculation. We live by revelation of the Word of God. The answer to your life Your problem, your situation, your trial is found in the living Word of God. No speculation. It's the mind of God to us. You see, when we open the Word, God opens His mouth. He is speaking to you through me this morning. That's the amazing thing. Pastor Mark brought us a message that applies to just about everyone in the world. He taught us that James tells us to be quick to listen and slow to speak. This sounds like it would be an easy thing for us to do, but the next time you're in a conversation, try it. Really listen to what that person is saying, and don't be in such a hurry to answer. It's harder than you think. But if we did this, it could change our relationships we have with others and with God. In his letter, James addresses practical issues of life that are as well as current as this morning's newspaper. You know, in our hostile world, we know that trouble is 
Well, simply part of our lives. Hardships, disappointments, tragedies, rejection, fear, persecution, conflict, unrealistic expectations, financial, marriage, and even family troubles. You see, God's Word never promises us to spare us from these trials, but God promises always to help us face these trials. Well, the book of James speaks to many of those issues. It's interesting that James himself, who was Jesus' half-brother, never really became a believer in Jesus until after the resurrection. So we see from James that he struggled with these same things about belief. And because he overcame that and came to faith in Jesus Christ, he writes to the Jewish people that no matter what you're facing, you can overcome the hostile world. A world that really is hostile to biblical truth and to a biblical lifestyle. So what would happen if we followed what the psalmist tells us to do? Be still and know that I am God. If we just sat and listened for God to speak to us instead of speaking to Him all the time, how would that change our thinking, our lives, and our relationships? Pastor Mark will challenge us to take heed to the advice James gives us. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. It just might change the world. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of James. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear